It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. edition of Kennedy Saves the World instead of looking ahead with Jimmy we're going to go back in time and no friend we're not time traveling at least not yet we're looking back on 2023 and all she's brought from aliens submersibles barbenheimer trailer and even some scandalous business in the United States House of Representatives and without further ado cheers to looking back let's take it away Jim two movies that have everybody talking Barbie and Oppenheimer and everyone is either dressing like Barbie and going and seeing the movie or pretending they're an intellectual and stroking their chin and sitting through three hours of a movie just for the air conditioning <laughs> so having said that those two movies eclipsing all other cultural talk you know Meghan Markle is upset about it because people are not talking about her Thus, we have to bring in Jimmy Fellow. First of all, did you see either movie this weekend? I did not, and it's a shame, and I think a shock to most Americans, given that I have more pink in my wardrobe than anyone in the Barbie movie. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. No, That's I great. am. I, if, I, I look like Ken's brother can't, I think, is who I would be when you throw me in a pink jacket. But I did not see it. Uh, Oppenheimer, from what I've told, is like the Oregon Trail of movies. Like, by the time it's over, the people you're with are not all alive. Yep. They've run out of food. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. At some point, you I have to I, be smart with your rations during yeah, that. You've got to be careful. Uh, but I think it's good for cinema that they have a weekend where people care again. You don't get a lot of these. No. And, and people, you know, it's like I look at my kids like they don't really like going to the movies. Yeah. But they are both desperate to see the Barbie movie and dress up with friends, which I think is great because, you know, we're looking for these yeah. signposts. But, yeah. and, and like the Taylor Swift tour is one for people who can't afford that, but they really, really want to dress up and be it's, a part of it's something. Barbie affordable Taylor Swift <laughs> yes, outing. I think that's exactly It's not going to be $25,000. <laughs> I love this. Can I give quick political advice just Please. to take it there? Yeah. Everyone on the right needs to stop yelling about the Barbie movie. It I, looks, I see it, but I want to see it no, just to counter-program that. I just, I want, I want people on the right to understand what, what Republicans, if you're a conservative and you're trying to curry favor with independence, and oh, I don't know, youth voters, mm-hmm. okay, Okay. It doesn't matter how articulate your position is on Barbie. Mm-hmm. You're still now just yelling at Barbie. Yeah. And, and also like trying to shoehorn Dylan Mulvaney into the yeah, movie. Yeah, movie. Like, like Barbie's the Bud Light of like, no, they're not. Cause Barbie toys are for like five-year-olds. Yep. Okay. Bud Light hasn't gotten that desperate. I know the stock price they're, is down. They're, they're not going to start marketing to five-year-olds. I'd say we're like three weeks off yeah, on no, that. They're, they're, so it's not a fair comparison. They're at the soda fountain at Chuck E. Cheese now, when you which I ch- thought was a great that was aggressive. That was aggressive. <laughs> but you can tell me, like, Barbie has got all this feminist ideology. I don't doubt that it does because it's a film about a women's toy. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you can tell me, oh, they, you know, they placated the Chinese Communist Party with their nine-dash representation of the South China Sea. Mm-hmm. But no one going to see the movie is even processing either of they, those things. Not only do they not know what the South China Sea is, uh-huh. they don't know what China is. Yeah, they're- so they're they're good with all of it. No. So let me, I mean, and by the way, another thing that, uh-huh. that you point out, if you look, there was a really funny comment contrast map yeah a blue and pink map blue mm-hmm. states that saw oppenheimer pink states that saw barbie 
All the red states are pink states. Yeah, they saw Barbie. So let's calm <laughs> down. And understand this, too. If you're Again, I'm talking to conservatives about, like, trying to, if you were trying to help your party, okay? The other problem you have is if you really just turn this into a China bash, which, again, no one hates China more than us. Mm-hmm. But were it not for China, these little girls wouldn't have their Barbie toys to play to begin with. with. Exactly. Or any other toy. Yeah. So or they, any other electronic. It's difficult, but you got to pick your battles. And I think what conservatives get duped into doing a lot of times. And I'm not pro-China saying that. I'm, no. I'm a real, we hate like, China. This is where kids are manufactured. China's yeah. the worst. Biggest human rights abusers in the world. Yes. Okay. They are the and worst. creators of COVID. Thank you. Full stop. On purpose, I might add. But let's not take it there. <laughs> All right. We're going to turn it away. RFK Jr in studio now. Would you like to talk about how the virus is targeted for certain groups? Now, does anybody in this room dumb enough to believe the moon is real? (laughs) Everybody's talking about the moon landing. I'm like, dude, there's not even a moon. I'm kidding. If it were a moon, it would be a dinner plate. (laughs) Flat, maybe slightly curved on the outside. That's it. So, Jim, how are we going to get through this week without talking about the submarine Every five, sorry, the submersible. The submersible. Because everyone had to correct you. It's the submersible. Because everyone became mm-hmm. a submersible expert, which was, was the, the funniest thing <laughs> in the world last week. Uh-huh. But now this week, it's very interesting because when people get addicted to one news story, I think the reason we're talking about Prigozhin and the Wagner Group and Russia is because everyone got so addicted to the submersible that they need some big story with some great unknown mm-hmm. as if anyone cares what's going to happen to Yevgeny Prigozhin. No, nobody. And, and we've all seen this movie before. I think we all know what's going to happen to it. I actually think, as a matter of fact, he has just been booked a trip on a submersible to go see the Titanic, <laughs> courtesy of Vladimir Putin. He's like, you're in luck. I have something. It's a septic tank called Ocean Gate. <laughs> It's Get not... inside or it will make you drink the Negroni. <laughs> it, it, it traditionally doesn't end good for that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, there are people who have criticized Putin in the past, and unfortunately, you know, there's a proliferation of banana peels in Moscow. Yeah, at the that... top of very high buildings. <laughs> people keep stepping on him. I mean, listen, I like, I like fruit as much as the next guy. We're all trying to keep a beach body. But the amount of banana peels on the ground in Moscow, someone needs to speak to this, because this is where fruit can be dangerous. Yeah, and it, it's well, so weird. That that sarin gas comes out of those these hand dryers co- in men's restrooms. <laughs> these coincidental slips and falls and sarin gases and you know we've all been there when Just you the random decapitation accidentally slip and shoot yourself in the back of the head from two hundred <laughs> yards away. It's unfortunate that this is happening and someone needs to speak there to these coincidences. There are a lot of Vince Fosters in <laughs> Moscow. Too soon. What's going on? Yeah. No, but it's true. And I think there is a void. And I think there was something about that story really quickly, though, because it was such a potentially grim story and there was so much room for speculation. That's the one funny thing about social media is everyone feels qualified. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I I own a copy of Yellow Submarine on vinyl, (laughs) so I should be able to weigh in here. I listen to Octopus's Garden live. So the crazy thing to me about that whole story Mm -hmm. was um, Ocean Gate was Mm -hmm. obviously run so irresponsibly that they took so long to alert people like, hey, um, by the way, Mm -hmm. haven't heard from this tin can full of billionaires for five or for eight hours. Eight hours. So, you know, that was number one. Uh, Number two, they were very cagey with details (laughs) after the thing disappeared. And it was like. Are you going to put out any, literally any kind of a statement? Like, seriously, if they sold smoke alarms, they'd have a snooze button. <laughs> like, yo, no, this isn't the kind of thing. And then that week when people were missing, they put out an ad looking for a, a submersible operator. Yeah. And then, you know, when we found out 
God forbid, about the catastrophic mm -hmm. implosion, the comments under that were, I was going to apply for the job, but it's too much pressure. Oh, that's solid. It's awful. I know. No, but it's not. Dare but it's not. You. That's no. Can I tell you something? This is a, we're of a generation, okay? And I'm just giving everybody some background here. For a lot of society, the reason you're not supposed to police humor, you're supposed to tune out jokes you don't like. It's a buffet. Comedy's a buffet. If you see a joke you like, you throw it on your tray. Mm. If you don't like the joke, you just keep walking. We all get our own tray. We mm. all get to put whatever we want on the tray. But the truth is, for a huge segment of society, we actually process tragedies through humor. We're not laughing at them because, Don't you like, think we're designed to do that as yes, human beings, and though? of course, a coping mechanism. Listen, when we were little kids, I was in fourth grade when the Space Shuttle Challenger exploded. We were watching it on live TV, okay? I don't know what we would have done if we didn't leave there and go tell jokes. And it's not because we didn't respect what had happened or we didn't have empathy for the Did victims Did you know Krista McAuliffe had dandruff? Yeah, oh, man, you could give it to me, but you don't have to. They found her head and shoulders in the back of the shuttle. Good night, everybody. Please cut that one out. Or don't if you want to make some headlines. That's not what I was going to say. <laughs> So but the, point of, <laughs> the point I was trying to make is, as little kids, we weren't equipped to process that any other way. So, like, to me, that's like when topical humor and comedy as a whole, like to me, became something I leaned into. It was its ability to kind of transport you out of the grief of a given moment. Mm -hmm. That's why I get that some people don't want to hear those types of jokes, but they have an option. You don't have to hear them. No one ever runs you down and tells you these jokes. Like, whenever we cancel someone over a joke, the amount of people who wind up hearing that potentially harmful joke yeah. multiplies by a billion because if the guy just told the joke in a comedy club and it went away, the only people who heard it were the guys in the club. But the minute you go, this is so heinous. Yeah. I need to put it on Instagram and everyone in the world needs to hear this joke. If you're really concerned about how that joke affects people, wouldn't you want to sweep it under the rug? Yeah. Let me give an example. When we went to Times Square for the first time and Lincoln didn't know that there were people inside of the characters. Okay, we're walking through Times Square, and every once in a while, Mickey Mouse. This is last year, right? <laughs> every once in a while, yeah, it was fourteen at the time. <laughs> every once in a while, like the guys who play like you know uh, Spider Man or Mickey Mouse, they take cigarette breaks. They take off their heads and they smoke cigarettes. And that's the best case scenario, and I think you're really cleaning it up for the audience. <laughs> they're smoking Remember something. What they're actually I don't doing. know what they're smoking, but the point is their head has been removed. There's now a human head in a Spider Man costume There's smoking human cigarettes. Human glory holes. F fair, fine. The rent don't pay itself. But when we saw that, when Lincoln was a young child, we steered him away from it so as not to blow this up and confuse him and harm him, okay? The comedy police are doing the opposite. They're they're taking the headless Spider-Man smoking the methamphetamines and making sure every kid in Times Square sees it. <laughs> it's actually the opposite. Oh my God, Lincoln, Elmo is giving Hello <laughs> oh, Kitty a hand job. You don't even want to know. Remember the Elmo that kept getting arrested in Times Square, the don't tickle me Elmo? Because he kept grabbing everybody. And I got nothing. Like, I was, I'm nothing. I was walking by in leather pants. I couldn't get anything out of the guy. I went reverse trick-or-treating one year in Times Square. Okay. And gave all the characters candy. And you know what? They were very happy to receive it. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of them are like starved and hungry and like the real human trafficking. That's where it is. It's not a, it's not a rub and tug joints. Guys, you're not putting on a mighty mouse head in 110 degree weather because things are going well in life. <laughs> That's not why. Or because possible. you're living the American dream. <laughs> you are doing this against your will. And uh, they were very happy to see some strange lady giving them bite sized Reese's pieces. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. 
Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a Taylor Swift fan, and I have to say, like, my admiration for her has grown Mm -hmm. because of her ability to take a capitalist system and and blow it up and make it bigger than anyone knew Mm -hmm. was possible. I do love that. She puts so much pressure on every other performing artist, whether it's a band Mm -hmm. or other female artists. Like, she has raised the bar so much and delivered. Absolutely. And that's that's we don't get enough of in our society. People who work really hard and deliver and over-deliver. Like, she... One of these out, al- like traditionally, one of these albums would have flopped by now. But she has the work ethic of somebody who's remained. She has that primal imperative to be good as yeah. a creative. I respect that. And it's like, even if you didn't like Taylor Swift, we should all agree, like, it's actually like, it's kind of refreshing to see someone wearing a Chiefs outfit besides Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> hey, there it is. Jimmy brought jokes down to the studio just for I you. I sure as heck did. Just for you. But I think, and there were people online going, well, he's just clout chasing. He's just using her to get other women. It's like, Travis Kelsey has no problem. Do you know how much clout he has if he's the face of the new vaccine booster ad? If Big Pharma is hiring (laughs) you, it's because you have a lot of influence, okay? He's doing that, Mm -hmm. but Light is counting on him to revive their brand. Yeah, unfortunately, he did have top surgery. Yeah, well, this... He's, he's now getting changed in a different locker room. He gets changed with the, with the cheerleaders. But getting past he's that. He's swimming for Penn in the, the spring, which I think is great. He's got a gold medal at a Super Bowl ring. Not a lot of people have that. A women, Not a lot of people have a women's gold medal in swimming and a Super Bowl ring. But ever since the Bud Light, it's great. I don't know. No, I, 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 I'm actually, I'm pulling for them. And I get I get pretty annoyed at celebrity couples quickly. Uh-huh. And like, even when she was dating uh, Matthew Healy from the 1975, mm-hmm. I knew that wasn't going to work. Out. Nope. They never do. Celebrity couples are like carnival goldfish. Okay, you're excited when you get your hands on one. They usually yeah. die like a day later. But they, it's so weird. Like, they go from, from zero to serious, like, overnight. Yeah. Where most people have to play games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, no, not Tay-Tay. Will she or won't when she? Your, when your tour schedule has been mapped out for you for the next 72 months, mm-hmm. like, you're showing up to a first date with a U-Haul. Like, she showed up. He's like, <laughs> he's like, are you Taylor Swift? Oh, my God. She was in the mom's box. I know. Again. And it, they watched the game together. Yeah, it went from this is a rumor. Hey, bang! On fire! On fire! And you want to know something? We should all be grateful for this because we need that football story that's beyond football. Yes. Everyone who knows nothing and is a prisoner of the media moment thought it was going to be Deion Sanders for the next 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. God love him. He's a great coach. Fine. Ooh, they, he uh, got spanked uh, by Oregon. Oregon those... just scored right now yeah. during the podcast. I just got an update on my phone. They just went in again. And They're like, be... oh, Miami, 70-20? Hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, give us a second we're here. Still, we're still scoring touchdowns on so Colorado. In that, in that regard, I think it's, a, it's good for us because we're going to get that football story that's beyond football sure. okay picks up where Dion left off mm-hmm. so I think if you want to blame this romance on anybody it's coach prime okay <laughs> if they beat Oregon that's, I don't think these two are together that is a circuitous route thank you but I am here for all of it <laughs> so when they get divorced next week we'll, uh, we'll have the recap of that trailer <laughs> Do you want my Bobert story? Yes. Okay. I was at a DC cocktail party that you were at. We were just nowhere near each other. It was so crowded. Okay. It was the weekend of the correspondence dinner. Sure. Not this year, the year before. The one where I cornered Kamala's husband. <laughs> told him to stop parking not, in the Whole Foods parking not lot. Not the one where you fought Gavin Newsom and Kamala's husband within five minutes. Not that one. Wow. The one where we were banned from a taxi in DC. We're singing Jesus songs? We're singing, Kennedy and I, when we get really drunk, we make up Jesus spirituals. 
So like Jesus at the White Castle. Jesus at the He wheel. needs something to eat. Jesus is you know. wagon wheel. Yeah. He's Here a he comes. Jesus at Costco. And the guy slams on the brakes and he's like, do not talk Please about Jesus anymore. Stop singing about Jesus. He's like, Mythos. We got thrown out of a DC camp. It was amazing. Okay. It was amazing. And there was no Mr. T. But it was that year. Okay. And on that particular night, when we had entered garbage time at that party, where people are strung out, women are crying. You know, it's like it was a mess. Okay. Men were, I, I think I saw Eric Swalwell crying. Yeah. <laughs> you should, well, listen. Uh, she was walking around a party we were at one day. I don't know what her motivation was, meaning I don't know if she was trying to meet somebody or she wanted media attention, but she was forcing eye contact on everyone in the room in the skimpiest dress I've ever seen on an adult woman. And I think she wanted media attention. Yes, And I don't doubt because she was new to Congress at that point. And that's and nude to Congress. <laughs> well, the point is, okay, I think this is where we keep coming back to this issue of everyone in politics wants to be an influencer now. So yes. this doesn't hurt them. This is yeah, her moment where she walked off the plane and said that mother effer isn't real. And now she goes viral. But there, there's no difference between her and my teenage daughters. No. Like they are consuming the same social media. They're asking themselves the same existential questions. Yeah. Like, am I not doing enough of that? Yeah. But also, you know, she's been in a relationship for a long time. Mm -hmm. And what people don't know is when you get out of a relationship, you don't start dating yeah. in your 40s. Yeah. You go back to your 20s. Yeah. So that's what she's doing. So she's looking around at other 20s. 22 year old women going, oh, this is what they wear. This is yeah. they they vape and they grope. And oh, that's what we're supposed to do. That's yeah, how we getting, comport ourselves. It's like, you know, when a pimp gets out of jail, he initially puts on the fashion that was cool when he went to jail. And then he realizes, like, oh, they don't wear fish tank pumps on 42nd Street anymore. I, I dress, wish they would. I got to dress like a new pimp, and that's what they change. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, she's getting a little bit of a reentry burn in that regard. I would defend her. I mean, if she needs advice, I would tell her to call me. Uh, Jenny's going to be in Ohio this week, and I'm kidding. <laughs> Bummer, we love you. Come on, you got a safe space over here. But no, I just think the whole thing is crazy. And what's happened in our politics is it's everybody's just in a race to the top of Mount Clickmore. Yes. Don't go anywhere. More Kennedy saves the world right after this. Here's yeah. the thing about Vegas. Can we talk about it? I'm yes. going to hijack the conversation. Please, Jim. That's what you're here for. Vegas is not, if you want to do this successfully, you guys, it's not a call to arms. It's a call to chill out. There's a lot of awesome to get to. There's mm -hmm. a lot of cool things to do. But you enjoy it more and you gamble better when you remove the urgency from your life. If you go there with, like, for real, if I was going there to gamble professionally, like I would do it the Green Valley way because like we got there, we smoked a cigar on the patio. Great cigar. Out, Davidoff, beautiful. Thank we, you for that. We bring our own boombox to public spaces. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've ingratiated ourselves in every place we've hung out. Do you think there's one where we're I don't think we are. I think we show up, play good music, and people appreciate it. I think they do appreciate it because, again, it's a welcoming vibe. Yeah, it's a welcoming vibe. And I think if you focus on that, okay, whether you're a comic, you're doing a show, or you're doing a casino, you just get a better crowd because they're in a cooler mood. That's what I think it is. That's where I think Green Valley beats a lot of the strip casinos is the strip casinos are like very go-go, touristy. Tonight's the bachelor party. You know, everybody's. Yeah, we're going to be in the hangover bus in the morning. Everyone on the LFG, we're never going to have another <laughs> night like this again. Everyone on the strip is living for the gram. Yeah. Everyone at Green Valley was living for the moment. Yes. And I think that's why they won. I think yeah, that's and what I liked it, about you, it. You are absolutely right because it is removed 
uh, there isn't that sense of urgency. But, you know, it's a nice place. People probably have money to gamble if they want to. There's a lovely Listen, casino they there. definitely have disposable income if they bought tickets to see us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. Baby. Like, was the fireplace all booked up? You had to put <laughs> your money into the box office? Uh, I did rent a big day bed the next day. Did you, though? I just chilled by the pool for six hours I, in the shade like obviously i don't get a lot of sun yeah yeah but it's like and and when you get a day bed or a cabana in vegas you have a food and drink minimum that if you don't run it up they're still going to charge you so you got so that's it. that's why you got to spend a lot of time there and you get the nachos oh, and you do. get the pina colada yeah, and, and had friends and champagne and it was that is a hell of a way to spend a vegas day because even though they're expensive, you're going to spend a lot more money doing that yeah. than you would gambling or shopping. Well, that's the other thing people need to understand when it comes to buying stuff in Vegas. You have something to show for your money if you get a cabana. You know, like traditionally, I wouldn't have been a guy to get a cabana because I would have been like, oh, if I, if I give this $500 to the cabana, it's just like a cabana. But if I give it to this blackjack table, it could be $6,300. And then you cut to me eating the Comth roast beef sandwich, and I'm not in a cabana. I'm outside in the heat on a bus stop and you're bench. you're also a month behind on your mortgage. Well, well behind. Okay, well past the point. Uh, so, yes, you need that perspective. Go to Vegas, you guys. This so matters. You'll make more money gambling if you do this. Go to Vegas and just love yourself. It's weird, but it's a place of indulgence. See the show you want to see, eat the food you want to eat, and with the money you have left, bet at tables where you're comfortable, where the money doesn't matter, because you'll wind up winning more and betting more. Because and the, having a better time. Thank you. Yeah, when you're not when you're not betting stupid. Yeah, yeah. You know when you're when you're not betting a hundred dollars a hand on blackjack, mm -hmm. you it 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 lasts so much longer. It really doesn't matter to you. Yep. And if you have even a small pile of chips in front of you, mentally it's so much better, mm -hmm. but you really, you, you have to express some moderation while you're there. Yeah. That's, I mean, for me, mm -hmm. that's because the first couple times I went to Vegas when I was, you know, in my late teens, early twenties, I did it all wrong. <laughs> I blew all the money I had within a couple hours and then I was in a bad mood. For the rest I, of the I, I always say like Vegas can be broken down to two Motley Crue songs on the way in. You're listening to kickstart my heart yep. within like three days. You're listening to home sweet Absolutely. home. <laughs> it's just like, get me out of here. I made a mistake. <laughs> Anyway, that's my favorite thing about Vegas is yeah. everyone shows up so optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Like they they look great. They've got their best outfits. They've got they're just <laughs> silly with cash. Yep. And when they leave, they look homeless and dejected <laughs> and utterly broken. But there's something about that dynamic that I absolutely love because anyone who's been to Vegas, they know exactly what that means. Uh, yes, yeah, so which brings me to the next point. Can I borrow forty six thousand dollars? <laughs> Yeah, I made a mistake at video poker. That listen, guys, if you've never played the video poker bar, okay, you're gambling through a machine, but you're at a bar, and it's it's manageable betting. I don't care if you win or lose; you won't care. You'll feel like a winner just for being in this environment. Everyone's hammered every hour of the day. They're the biggest drunks in the casino. They're emotionally volatile. So someone, you'll sit down next to a guy who you have never met or made eye contact with, and he'll be like, "Who are you calling, psycho?" <laughs> And then within one hand of poker, I'll be like, you're my best friend. And then he'll cry and you'll hang out and you'll love the guy yeah. just for the unpredictable nature of the whole experience. It's great. Then you hire him as your tour manager. And... <laughs> we love our tour manager. We really do. Someday we'll introduce him by name on the show. But right now for his protection, the reason we're not doing so, and this is important. We had a lot of people that we met out there that were wonderful. 
but we had a lot of people that were overzealous and are inundating him with correspondence. Mm -hmm. And uh, we need to moderate the level of correspondence coming his way because we had no idea what we had signed him up for. (laughs) We announced him as the tour manager as a joke while we were smoking a cigar on a patio. And he's like 3,500 requests for our home address into this ordeal now. It's not pretty. It's like he knows. He knows. He would know. He would. He would know. Yeah. 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 No. All right, Jim. So where are we going next? Ooh, our next. You and me is the Stanley Theater in Utica. That is legendary. Everyone needs to know this about Stanley Theater. So it's got Utica, New York, has the best Italian food in the world. The reason being is generations back, a lot of mobsters who had to flee Brooklyn moved up to Utica for real. And they have it's not quite witness protection so much as like I've outgrown this life, and they have a huge Italian enclave and the best Italian delis in the world are in Utica. Utica Greens, okay, you need to know this. A dish you've never heard of down here. They don't serve it anywhere down here. It's escarole and every Italian meat they can serve you. Wow. Pepperoni, all types of fancy hams and stuff, pecorino, romano cheese, a lot of olive oil, and they just mix it together, mm. and you eat a bucket of it, and it's stunning. That sounds incredible. I've never eaten it anywhere. I've never seen it served anywhere except Utica. It's called Utica Greens. I cannot I cannot wait for this now. Yeah, but it's at every place that serves it. And I know you've got a, a lot of uh, mileage to put on the Bronco between we'll now and then. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but this is the deal. Every place that serves Utica Greens only takes cash. So Somehow the mom so is always ma is always at the always at the accountant. <laughs> Nothing in writing. They never operate under the same name two nights in a row. <laughs> you know, it's like you you have to be versatile. I, I'm not kidding. The last place I was in Utica, I was like, "Do you guys serve alcohol?" He's like, "Who wants to know?" I was like, "Whoa, all right, I, <laughs> I guess just not." Wanted a glass of red Sorry, wine, this sir. is not a raid, sir. As a matter of fact, I'm sorry. You have a hard time uh, convincing them you're Sicilian with that. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, Blonde yeah. hair and those blue eyes. <laughs> well, I'm half Polish, half Sicilian. Yeah. I had an uncle who put out a hit on himself. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Come on. Bang. Poo. That's how Boom. we do it. That's how we did it. That's how it's done. We are not going to uh, award the Freedom Chalice until after our Utica show, because that will be the final stop on the Laughs and Liberty Yeah, because it's only season one. That'll yeah. be the final tour of the year. Yes. There'll be another season. Yeah, we're well, going to have people, a big Don't be season. dejected if you don't win. And people are like, why don't you come to Chicago? Why don't you we come to will. Texas? We're going to Texas. We're going to all sorts of places. You name it. Got a lot, to, a lot of ground <laughs> to cover between yes. now and then. Uh, we'll be here, obviously, every Monday to break it down. Thank you, Jim. Glad you, uh, glad you and your kidney made it out alive. <laughs> Just it was... the one, though. Just the one. <laughs> Such a go. This has been Kennedy Saves the World. Along with Jimmy Fela, I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.